it's your girl Rebecca and Lily and you're listening to just, just Gooly things, things. Ooh. Ooh. hey the Easter special. yes the Easter is special <laughs> Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special episode. Uh, eh, I did don't know. Twenty-four. Uh, I don't like feeling under pressure like this. Um, <laughs> what? I think it's like twenty. I think it's twenty-five. Is it? I think it is twenty-five. Yeah, episode twenty-five. Yay! Quarter of a century worth of episodes. Wahoo! The spooky story special is old enough to rent a car. Twenty-five days old. Twenty-five years. And old. we still aren't able to. But whatever. I ain't even mad. <laughs> Not like we can go anywhere because it is quarantine <laughs> podcast time. Quarantine podcast time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, happy Easter to everyone who celebrates. Um, Lily, and what did you eat today for the festive holiday? I had roast beef. Yum. I had roast beef, mashed potatoes, green beans. Oh, and we made those, um, my mom and I found at Target, um, like a baking mix for the biscuits that they have at Red Red Lobster. <gasps> those are the best biscuits. And just, like, they're so fucking good. So we found a mix for them and you just add like cheese and flour or whatever and like mix them up and oh. bake them. And it tastes exactly like we got it at Target. Amazing. Oh yeah, my god. I, I miss those. Today. I miss those so much. I had lasagna and eggplant and I had a little bit of um what are they called? Uh they're like um what is it, a short rib? Like a prime rib sort of thing, which is pretty good. And string beans and nice. potatoes and a lot of oh. I a lot food. of, uh, like, chocolate pudding and flan and cheesecake. Oh. It was a very fattening Easter. Shout out to food for being there for us during quarantine, man. For real. Animals and food. food. They will never yes. disappoint you like humans will. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get right into it. Hopefully by the time this gets posted, everyone's settled into bed after a long Easter day, and you can fall asleep to some scary stories. Mm. All right, Lil, you want to be the first batter up? Let's do it. All right. This one is called, We Disturbed the Dead for Fun. What a Terrible Mistake. Oh, God. I what could go wrong? Yeah, right? What could possibly go wrong? So it says, hi, fellas of Reddit. I come back with another paranormal experience. So this happened back in 2007 when I was a dumb 13-year-old. Me and my brothers were hooked on a Mexican TV show called Extra Normal. It was kind of like Ghost Hunters in the U.S. In one episode, they showed how to contact the dead with a tape recorder, a mirror, some candles, and or an old TV. I remember every time me and my brothers watched that TV show, my mom would scold us because she said demons would come to our house. (laughs) Anyways... It was Sunday, and I told my older brother that we should try to do what they did on that episode. They put a mirror with some candles and a tape recorder to catch some EVPs. Luckily for us, we had a Sony cassette cassette tape recorder at home. My dad's a lawyer, so he uses them a lot. We put the mirror in our patients... In our patients... (laughs) Sorry, it's late, guys. I'm tired. We put the mirror in our parents' bedroom where where some weird paranormal stuff had happened before. We did light a candle, and proceeded 
to invoke all the spirits in the room. And that was our big mistake. I said, spirits, spirits, if you really do exist, I tell you to show yourselves. We started to record whatever noise or EVP we could catch. We left the room and came back 20 minutes later. It was around 6.30 p.m. and my four siblings were present. We went back to the room and stopped the recording. And boy, what we have heard on that tape still haunts us to this day. We pressed play and we could hear some heavy steps, like someone wearing boots, lots of voices. But one particular voice sounded like an angry old man. This is what the voice said in that recording. It wasn't Spanish, so I'll translate. At last, you thought, at last, you used your head. Stop playing with the dead. Your dad, your dad is going to hell. And please help me now. Stop playing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you think there's a message that's so scary trying to and clear? We, and we listened to that recording like 20 or more times. What happened after that was even worse. My sister was sitting on a chair in the living room after we played the recording. I remember all of a sudden she had this blank stare and her eyes were completely white. Oh, gosh. I've never seen her like that. She started to make weird noises with her mouth. Her voice changed. It was more like a deep voice, like a growl. We didn't know what to do. Our parents arrived 10 minutes later and asked us what was wrong with her. We were all scared and thought she was dying. It was clearly a possession by an evil spirit or demon. We began to pray in the name of Jesus. We formed a circle and grabbed our hands. She started to growl even more and more and was having seizures. We prayed more and more while crying. At this point, something left her body. We all saw like a huge orb come out of her mouth. She came back all sweaty and pale and asked what had happened to her. We thanked God for that and we told our mom what we had done. She burned that cassette with the EVPs and for and forbid us from watching anything related to ghosts or the paranormal. Now I wish we saved that cassette. It was a very clear and spooky EVP. So that was my another ex my other experience. Forgive me for any grammar mistakes. Oh god, that is horrible. And the 13 years old that's so traumatizing. You see your sister like spazzing on the floor. I know, absolutely terrifying, right? That is horrible. And, I mean, I think it's smart that the mom knew the right steps to, like, burn it and, like, pray and, like, just try to cleanse whatever they did. Yeah. But it would have been interesting for sure to hear It would be that cool evidence. to hear. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. All right. You know what? I'll do this one. Creepy kid on a bike. Okay. I've been trying to figure this out for years with no explanation. So I live in a heavily wooded gated community. We have an interstate 80 around one mile through the woods. In between the interstate and where houses are is an old archery range. When I was about 15 years old, I would go down there and ride my bike. There are many trails. But I was a good kid and never went past where I wasn't supposed to. Between the range and the interstate was posted. So one day I took my bike down this dirt road to the range to have some fun in the summer. When I got done, I didn't want to ride back up the hill, so I got off my bike and started pushing it. After about three minutes of walking, I looked up and saw something extremely out of the ordinary. There was an 8 to 10-year-old riding a 50s banana peel bicycle whilst also wearing a full suit. He didn't say a single word to me, just rode past me. I literally didn't know what to say. He kept on riding down the trail where it was posted. I yelled down and said that you can't go down there with no answer. It's as if he couldn't hear me. So, not knowing what else I to do, I just followed him. It was around 50 to 60 feet behind him when he got off the trail and started riding through the woods. 
I followed. We were about 50 feet from the interstate. He went past this massive tree and then just disappeared. I couldn't believe my eyes and went to look more at the tree, only to find out that there was a 50-style car wrecked in the woods. Looked as if it had been there for 30, 50 years. I immediately left the area. It took me about five years to get the confidence to go back. I did some research at our local library only to find out that there was a multi-vehicle pileup right in that area. After reading more about it and seeing old reports, there was three kids that were never found. It's as if they disappeared completely from the scene of the crash. At this point, I was beyond freaked out. I'm looking for more opinions on this. What do you think it was? Wow. Well, I definitely think it's like a residual haunting because it seems like whatever this thing is, it's not interacting with the current world we live in. And it seems to be on replay during a time. He's minding his own business. Yeah. Like it was, he's replaying a time when he was on his bike going down a trail that seemed at one point maybe it wasn't trespassing and was going through a path that maybe was once there that now is deserted because of this wreckage that's there that no one wants to be near so um i definitely think that those kids do have a connection to that accident and their souls maybe they don't realize that they've passed on Mm -hmm. but then again they said that the kids were missing like they were just never found at the scene so i mean what happened in those woods are they trying to direct them to something like what there's definitely a message maybe yeah i don't know i'm I'm so locked in between thinking this was a residual haunting where the the spirit doesn't know that they're being seen by something in this realm or this is a sign from the spirit trying to direct a message to someone in our timeline to try to solve something, to get closure for the spirit. The world may never know. <sighs> Mind blown. Ooh. All right. That's my story. Okay. All right. My next story is called School Haunting with a question mark so i always had the feeling my school was haunted we are going back years for the story so back to when i was around five or so my primary school is very old my mother attended this school as did my grandmother and i think it's even older than when she would have been a child it's also built next to a really old church and a cemetery anyways when i was around five there was this weird windowless classroom that was used as a music room The middle of the room was empty, and we would sit on these steps that would go up in three rows and be on three walls of the room. There'd be this strange presence in the room, I'd feel, and it was really cold, even though there was no breeze, even though there couldn't be a breeze in, in the windowless room. It was also dark in there, but you would be able to see this dark shadow shape sort of patrol the room. So a couple years later, the school caught up with the times a bit and changed the music room into a computer room. We had a lesson and were just on the computers when, again, the strange shadow mist brushed along the backs of the computer chairs we were sitting in. I didn't say anything and kept it to myself. The bell rang for break and I went out into the playground. I was standing waiting for my friend when she came running over to me and said, what was with that weird shadow person? I thought it was so creepy and strange that she'd seen the exact same thing and especially when I hadn't said anything about it. Just in general, though, the school always felt very unsettling and had an old 1920s-style toilet with strange noises and weird cold presence throughout. The end. Huh. Um, It interests me because it definitely proves that energy builds through, like, like, when you feel a cold spot, that's definitely 
a spirit or something trying to build energy off of its surroundings. That's why you get those cold spots because it's trying to uh, manifest itself. That's the word I was looking for. Um, But what, like, what do you take from this, from this story? What I'm taking from it is a ghost of learning. That's what I think. I think it's a ghost of learning because it didn't seem to be bugging anyone. It was just unsettling to see. So I'm sorry, you said it was learning. It wasn't bugging anyone. It just was something unsettling to see yeah for the sure of the uneducated no I, I i don't know i i when i read it i immediately was drawn to it because i love haunted school stories mm-hmm. um i mean for me but I yeah don't know. no i'm not i'm not too sure what to make of it i don't know why the hell you'd want to haunt a school i mean the last place i want to be where when i die is haunting a school <laughs> personally. personally the last place i want to be alive is in a school yeah, for I'm real for real Okay, um, this next story, let's see which one I'm going to do. <laughs> All right, let's do this one. Let's change it up. Culture story. Spirit, weak heart, the old man. First, want to say my culture believed in shamanism. Good and bad spirits walk among us. This was about two years ago when this happened to my cousin. I'll call her Amy for the story. My cousin Amy's workplace was close to where she was living. At the time, she was living with her in-laws so they can look and take care of her kids when she and her husband both go to work. When the kids got older, Amy and her husband decided it was time to move out. They found a really nice place that they liked. The only thing Amy hated, that it was a farther drive to her workplace, but she just decided to deal with it. About two weeks passed, Amy settled into the new house and got used to her new routine going to work. One morning, Amy was driving and came to a stoplight with a bus stop on the side. Seating at the bus stop was this old man looking pale white, homeless man just staring at her. Amy got scared. When she got home from work, she told her husband that it was weird and freaky. The next day, when she went to work, thinking she was not going to see him again, but again, she saw him again sitting there just staring at her. The following day, the same thing. Yep. Amy got very scared and told her husband she kept seeing him there at the bus stop. Maybe you should mind your damn business. Maybe he's just at the bus stop because he needs to get to work, too. Yeah, maybe you have similar schedules. Mind your business. Anyway, the husband got worried and told her to take a new route. So Amy took the new route for the next couple days, which was a bit longer. Amy decided to go, uh, she was going to take the route she used to before because she hated the new route. This time, she didn't see the old man at the bus stop, okay? As she was driving, the homeless man jumped out of nowhere. <gasps> she screamed and drove off as fast as she can. When she looked back, she didn't see him. When she got home, she told her husband again, and she was scared and a little shaken. The husband told her, don't take that route at all anymore. That night, she couldn't sleep. She kept seeing him in her dream. When she went to work, she took the new route. She was scared that he was going to jump out again. One night, she went to sleep, and she started to feel something heavy sitting on her. She couldn't reach her husband, but one of her kids woke up and walked into their bedroom and screamed. The husband woke up. She just saw her shaken and scared. The kids said, the old man was standing and looking at mommy. The husband got worried, called his parents the next day to ask if they can get a shaman to look into it. That night, Amy decided she wanted to go to the in-law's house to sleep over. While they were getting ready, the child that saw the old man told the parents he was standing outside. The husband decided they will stay at his parents' house for the week and he will stay at the house. Right? When the week passed, Amy came back to the house with a shaman. When he looked into it, the shaman told the husband that you need to do a spirit calling for her. 
She has a weak spirit heart. The old man is following Amy because Amy does not have strong willpower. When they did the spirit calling for Amy, which I attended and heard what happened, found out the old man's spirit is stuck there at the bus stop and was a lost soul looking for someone to be with. After the spirit calling for Amy, she has to wear a culture necklace for her spirit protection. In my culture, the house is a protection and safe place, but when a bad spirit is following you, it's attached to something that he wants or something that belongs to them. After the spirit calling and within a month, Amy moved back into the in-laws for a while, but then they got their own place now. Wow. Just from, I mean, and I think this also takes into consideration just that intuition, that feeling that something's off because immediately we heard this story and said, well, maybe they're just taking the same route as you. They have the same work schedule, right? Like, no big deal. Yeah. But this clearly freaked her out. Clearly, there was something in her soul, something telling her on the inside that this is not right and you need to protect yourself. And I do find that interesting saying that that they were able to sense that she did not have strong willpower. Like, how do you build that? Is there like a, is there like, um, like a routine? I was wondering that too. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't how know. Do you, how do you, like, kind of, not fix that, but how do you change that in yourself? Yeah, and, it, I mean, apparently this culture necklace is supposed to protect her, and it seems like it's been doing a good job. So, um, yeah, I would love to look into this as well. I feel like every time we do, like, a, do a new episode, I'm like, I want to look into this. I want to look into that because I learn yeah, something new a, every we time. We notebook going. We do, we do. Whole I got to put on, like, my Google Docs. Things. All right. Yeah. I'm done with okay. my story. All right. This one is called Chilling Forest Encounter, and it's a little long, so get ready, folks. All right. Hope everyone's quarantine is going well. I was recently in an Xbox party with a good friend of mine, and he reminded me of this. I don't know. Creepy as hell thing that happened to us. So I'll start out by saying it was me and three other friends, and we were a bit drunk, if I'm being honest, but not enough to not have known what was happening. So it was my friends and I. For this story, I'll keep their names private. B, D, and J. We were up at my cousin's house, which is in the middle of nowhere, New York. You know, the places where you just keep taking dirt roads for a solid half hour and you finally hit the house. Anyways, we were up there celebrating her buying her new house and all that good stuff. Well, my good friend B says, hey, guys, I saw this real creepy looking house a mile down the road. We should go check it out and maybe we'll see some ghosts or something. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Mind you, me and all my friends don't really believe in any of this stuff. So, of course, us being idiots, drunk and young, decided, screw it. Let's walk down there and see what we can find. By this time, it was at the earliest about midnight. Very dark with minimal moonlight, but still light enough to be able to tell the difference between the woods and, and the dirt road. So we told my cousin, and she just said something along the lines of, don't be stupid. And we were on our way. To give you a picture of the setting, her house was just off a secluded dirt road in the woods, and the nearest town is about a 15-minute drive, so not many houses were around each other. Now my friend B came up with another group of friends, came up with another group of friends a different route to the house, so he saw this creepy-looking house on the way in. Me, Jay, and D were curious, so we tagged along. We started walking down the road, and he's started walking started walking down the road and he said it was probably about a 15 minute walk but it was right down the same road it's pretty easy to spot a house out there too considering houses are so scarce out here so we took him for his word 
So we got about five minutes out and B being slightly intoxicated likes to run stupid. I know, but he said, it's right up the road. I'm going to run there. See you when you get there. He's a pretty fearless guy, kind of an, I don't give a fuck attitude. So we just let him do him because we weren't going to be able to talk him out of it. And we'd meet him there in a couple. Now this is where it starts to get creepy. So at this point it's me, J and D. So we saw B's phone light drift into the woods in the side of the road a fair distance ahead, so we kind of knew where to go at this point. So we're walking and talking and just having fun when all of a sudden we hear this ear-piercing, high-pitched screech come from up the road. J.D. and I all look at each other, and we book it towards B. Right as we were about to hit his house, hit this house, which we can somewhat see through the trees, my friend B comes running like he's running for his life back towards us, basically screaming and basically screaming and yelling for us to run. So we hightailed it back to my cousin's house where we found everyone else had packed it in. So we sat around the fire and asked B what the hell he heard or saw, if anything. We just wanted to know what he was running from. About after 10 minutes, he finally calmed down enough to tell us. My memory might be a bit hazy, but I do want to say, I think he almost looked like he was going to cry or at least had the fear of God in his eyes. Anyway, he said that when he got to the house he was planning on scaring us so he went around back where there were where there were thick woods but when he got back there he said he he saw what he was describing as a white glowing thing in a dress or some shit and that's in quotes in some <laughs> in, shit of course a white glowing thing right in a dress um he stated that when he looked at it a bit more to try to figure out who the fuck he was looking at it screeched almost as loud as a gunshot would be. And that's when he turned around and ran back towards us. Now this friend is a jokester, but doesn't believe in anything paranormal, especially when it comes to our friend group. He wants to look tough. Yeah. He's one of those people, but the way he looked the rest of the night being quiet, looking off into the distance and just completely spacing out was not like him at all. He loves to drink and not even when cops could have made him act, could have made him like that when he was drinking. I've never seen him act like that since. Now, the three of us, we heard the screech, loud as could be. I hunt and have been in the woods most of my life, and I know what kind of owls we have around here, foxes, anything that can screech. And let me tell you, it was not any of those things. And it didn't sound like my friend because there's absolutely no way he would have been able to get his voice either that loud or that high. I've posted on here before, and I've already said, I'm not one to believe in stuff like this. I think I blocked out the memory of it for a while because me and my friends never really talked about it since that night. If you guys think you have an explanation, I'm all ears. I have no clue what he saw, but I know for a fact what we heard that what we heard was a loud animalistic noise. I asked another friend who's an avid hunter as well, and he said he really thinks it might, and he said he thinks it might have been some sort of banshee, but I don't think I agree with him. It's not better than what we came up with. Hmm. The end. Interesting. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, it seemed, and I read the comments and everything, and it seems like what they heard, you know, there was no rustling animalistic noise following or before it. Okay. So it just seemed to come out of, like, thin air pretty much. Yeah. Out of thin air, this high-pitched noise. The only people there that they you know i mean it was too loud and high to have been his friend so what did they hear the world may never know and that's the thing too is i mean it doesn't necessarily always have to mean a ghost it's just a abnormal 
experience. It's not normal, so it's paranormal, right? Um, and like you said, yeah. the world may never know. And sometimes it's probably think, better I mean, that I way. I don't think it was like a. I don't think it was like a ghost ghost, but I think it could have been a chupacabra. I think <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> I'm I'm putting I'm putting a, my money on Bigfoot. I'm yeah, exactly. Money, Something like that. Something not normal, especially. And you know, you. This is the type of person you want to hear say they can't explain something mm-hmm. because this person is an avid hunter, so they know what foxes. And we had a story early, early on about foxes, right? About yep. uh, about a mom saying, "Oh, honey, that's just the foxes in the yard," but there were no foxes in the yard. Yes, you know stuff like that because foxes make some fucking weird sounds. Creepy but, as hell. Yeah. So the world may never know is the bottom line. All right. My next story is titled something grabbed my arm and spoke to me. Okay. So this happened weeks ago, but totally forgot to post about it. First off, I'd like to say that I don't a hundred percent believe in the paranormal, but after this encounter, I think I'm a firm believer. Last week I was just, I love these ones. Right. Uh, let's say last week I was just chilling in my bed near Oh, playing NFS Heat on my PS4. Just trying to have a good day since I didn't really have one earlier. One of my friends started texting me as I was in the middle of a race. Cut to two minutes later, I answer back. We get into a convo about cars and shit like that. When I begin to notice that an area uh, of my arm got suddenly very cold, it felt like a hand was sort of wrapped around it holding me for some reason. FYI, the only air vent near me is on the opposite side of my room and wasn't running at the time. I then told the person I was chatting with, saying, Oh my god, my arm is really damn cold and it's sort of tight in one area. That kind of confused her. I then told her that I would be right back because I had to go do something real quick. As I'm walking out of my room, I hear a female's voice say into my ear, Look behind you. I was home alone. I sort of brushed it off because I didn't really care too much. Cuts the next morning, well, more like 3 a.m. I wake up to grab a drink and some food. At least that was my plan. And the second I opened my eyes, I saw a tall figure standing at the foot of my bed staring at me. I didn't really know what to do because I was half asleep and scared out of my mind. As I said earlier, I didn't really believe in ghosts and stuff like that. But after that whole thing, I can say for certainty that I believe in them now. Yep. Yeah, that'll make believer out of fucking anyone. anyone. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I always feel like it's the skeptics that always get these crazy experiences to like prove, hey, we exist. The paranormal does exist. <laughs> um, but it, and it, it doesn't seem like this person's been living here is clearly acclimated wherever this person is staying for the quarantine. Wh- what could what could have happened? Why is there a message being conveyed to them now? What if he had actually looked behind him? What would he have seen? <laughs> so. Spooky cookie cookie. Yes. Okay. So that was my story. Okay. This one is called Incident I Had When I Was a Kid. A couple of years ago, I don't remember how many, but I asked my parents before writing this post, and they, they said I was very young at the time. I had my first paranormal encounter, and the only one I remember that I am not that skeptical about. Again, I, I don't remember the exact details because I was very young at the time. All I remember is me going out of my room in the middle of the night or in the very, very, very early morning. It was very dark, so it was one or two, and standing in our hallway. 
I live in a three-story building, counting the basement, and all our rooms, my parents' and my brother's rooms, are upstairs. So we have this little space-like hallway in the middle uh, of the doors to our rooms. So no matter what room you are in, you can always open and look down the stairs. Anyways, I was standing in that hallway like space, and I looked down the stairs, and I see what I remember looking like my dad at the top of the stairs. The position he was in was a crawling-like position, and I only remember seeing the top of his torso and his head, of course. Now, the weird thing about that was that he was glowing white. He was like white like a piece of paper, and the lines on his body made that made out his nose, eyes, and hair was like a blue color. I just stared at him, and he stared back. Nobody said anything, not even me. I just stared. I think I stared for 15 to 20 seconds before going on with my business. I don't remember what I was doing. Maybe I was going to the bathroom or waking up my brother. I don't remember. I do remember checking the stairs while going back, and he was gone. I told it to my parents the next day, and my dad told me he didn't leave the bed that night. Oh, my God. That's so creepy seeing your dad in a crawling position. Like, think about that. Like, why would that be normal? I would, if my dad was in a crawling position at night, first of all, he would never get up. Oh, and the stairs, like. Ah, like, stop. Oh, my God. Oh, and then to realize he was in his bed the whole time. So what was crawling in your house? Throw the whole house away. I, I'm surprised that he never saw it again. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I think Christ, so he only saw it once. I, I think, I mean, what? Once is enough. That is horrifying. What? Thank God he only saw it one time. Like, I think one time is enough to see your non-existent dad crawling. Like, what's going on? I'm just saying, that seems like something that would live in the house. You know what I mean? Crawling. Like, why? Why? Why is it crawling? Why, why, is, why is seeing a humanoid crawling so fucking creepy? Because it really is it's so, so fucking It's so horrifying. Like, we had another story a couple days ago, I think, where there was like a humanoid creature and it was like crouched down crawling. Yes. And there's just something so creepy about it and I don't know why. Maybe it's, it's like, like dolls, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's because like the crawling is kind of like animalistic. So it's like not oh, human-like. Yeah, so for us, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. But... Uh, I'll Probably take, like reptile brain shit. Yeah, I'll take a big glass of nope for that experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My next story is titled, Just Clearly Saw a Ghost, I Think. So, I don't believe in ghosts. I've always said I think they're not real and have always secretly rolled my eyes at the idea, but I legitimately just saw one, I think. I was feeding my cats because they were meowing and woke me up. It's 1.47 at time of writing and I'd fallen asleep watching a program. So, I thought they might be extra hungry put their food in their bowls, and was just watching my cat when I saw the reflection of the news on my fridge and cupboards. Gloss finish. So I was just watching that trying to read the writing backwards when I saw a fully black figure walk across the reflection like he walked in front of the TV. It was dark, so it was very clear. It was large and very clearly a man. It had the shape of shoulders, uh, chin, neck, mid-torso, uh, before the size of my TV stopped me from seeing more. I was immediately scared, but tried to reason it was just what was on the TV, but it couldn't have been because it was an interview with a mid-close-up shot of a woman's face as she was talking about the coronavirus. Oh, just her face, though. 
I also don't think this was me being tired because by now it's been about 20 minutes since I woke up and had been moving around and hadn't felt very tired. I'm really scared. I picked up my cats, called my dogs, and ran to my bedroom. Never had the reaction like that ever before. It honestly felt like someone was behind my back the whole time. I don't think anyone has ever died in this house before as it's just an old barn conversion and I'm the first one to live here. I don't believe in ghosts, I don't think, definitely not an hour ago, but I'm absolutely certain I saw something just now. Any ideas on what I should do at this point? Because it is freaking me out. Wow. <sighs> what do you think it was? I think it was a shadow person. I definitely think it was a shadow person myself. Possibly the hat man. Um, the hat man! Or from yeah, the hat man. Right? Um, but I mean, that is Rebecca's so good, good friend. That's my BFF for life. Um, <laughs> but imagine just looking at the finish on your cabinet and you're watching the TV through it. And then you just see a random black figure that definitely Ooh. did not belong there. Like, and this person seems to be We're by really themselves. We're breaking these stories down today and it's getting to me. Oh God. Imagine seeing that, but in the back, the guy had bunny ears. Against the Easter spirit. Spooky kooky ooky. The Easter bunny, if you think about it, like, if the Easter bunny was actually the size of, like, a human, like how we used to take pictures with the Easter bunny when we were little, if we actually believe that, that's horrifying. Why would The Easter bunny's fucking scary, man. Like, I was scared of the Easter bunny because I used to picture, you know someone jumping around in a in my living room i can picture my like vision of it now someone jumping around in my living room in a giant bunny suit like eight feet tall that's just spooky kooky ooky. that's just scary i know a few times because my mom was one of those moms that always made me take a picture with santa and the easter bunny every year and i know that there were a mm-hmm. few times where i was just absolutely horrified of the easter bunny and it makes me think that like Yeah, I would get freaked out by the concept of, like, a humanoid Easter bunny. But then I also feel Mm -hmm. like as a kid, thank God, no one ever tried to lure me into their van with candy because I'd probably take it because I just accepted the fact that the Easter bunny would go in our house every, like, every year and just leave (laughs) eggs and I'd be okay with it because I knew it either had money or it had candy and I didn't care. I just let it happen. I was not horrified at the time. Even though looking back, I would get freaked out trying to sit on the Easter Bunny's lap when I would have to take pictures with them. So when you're going into the Easter Bunny's territory, you're scared. But when he's coming into your territory, you're cool. Interesting. I don't think I ever made sense ever once in my life. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so enough Easter Bunny talk. On to your last story. Right. My last story. It's called My First Exposure to the Paranormal. And again, it's a pretty long story. Okay. I've decided to post some of the paranormal things that have, oh wait, yeah, I've decided to post some of the paranormal things that have happened to myself and or my mom. I'm just now, I'm just going to post one every now and then as I'm pretty busy these days. This one happened when I was young, maybe five years old. My mom went from being a partier to becoming a Christian, going to church very regularly. We didn't have much at all. We moved out from my uncle's house into an old, pretty old in the early 90s at least, trailer in a run-of-the-mill trailer park. We had been in the trailer a couple of days and only had a couple of pieces of furniture, most from church members or from thrift stores. I still had some toys from when I was a baby, the little alphabet, number blocks, Lincoln logs, things like that. 
One late afternoon, I was in my room playing with Lincoln Logs while my mom was hanging in the little, was hanging a little banner thing in the corner of the kitchen. The banner read, Jesus bless this house, and it was made of cloth. She used a hammer and nails. I remember hearing the banging and coming out to see what the noise was. When I came out, she looked so happy. We didn't have much, but we had a home of our own. She told me to put away the toys and put on my nice shirt. I, I did what was asked of me. All of my toys put back in the box and my floor was clean. She finished up what she was doing, put the hammer down on the counter and asked me to make sure the lights were off and were off on that end of the trailer. I did and I made sure my hair was combed and out the door to go to church for the evening we went, leaving one light on in the kitchen. We didn't have a car, but church members would help out would help out by giving us rides here and there, always to and always to church. My mom had made friends with one lady in particular who was our usual ride. We go to church, do the normal church stuff, and get dropped back at the trailer. My mom unlocks the door, opens it, and tells me in the tone of voice, you don't question, to stay at the bottom step and don't move. Mm. She walked in to see that the kitchen light was off, the banner was draped over the trash can, and the light in my room was the only light in the house. She did a walkthrough to make sure no one was in the trailer and found the hammer in the middle of her bed. She was freaked out, understandably. She went to a neighbor and asked to use the phone and called her friend from church, who said she would come stay the night. When the friend arrived, they talked in the kitchen while I played with a pop-up book in the living and dining room. Fast forward a couple of hours. My mom goes to bed and her friend takes the couch. My mom gets woken up by the blankets being pulled down to the bottom of the bed. She grabbed and pulled them back up over her shoulder, and as she would try to sleep again, they would get pulled down. After a few times of this, she basically gets paralyzed. She couldn't speak. She couldn't move. She had to sw- She had to watch the blankets get pulled to the bottom of the bed and, and then thrown to the wall. As this is happening, I'm asleep in the living room on the floor. The little ABC blocks were in the toy box in, that were in the toy box in my room start clanking together, and it wakes up her friend. She takes off down the hall to get my mom, and she screams and starts praying out loud. My mom could finally move again. She got up, grabbed me, and we all went outside and stayed there until light. Her friend said as she walked to my mom's room, she had a woman walk past her holding a bloody knife. (gasps) My uncle randomly stopped by that morning just to see how we were doing, finding us packing things up. He asked what's going on. We just moved in. My mom told him to go to her room and see if he feels anything. He went in there and stood at the foot of the bed. He immediately had tears in his eyes and the hair on his neck stood up. When he came back outside, he told my mom to give him a few minutes. He would go get his truck, and we would be out of that trailer by dark. When my mom went into my room, my Lincoln logs were all over the floor. The ABC blocks were stacked in a tower. Both of their boxes were in the toy box where I put them, toys inside before church before church the evening before. I apologize for any spelling or grammatical errors. It's been 20-plus years, and this still gets me. It was the first time I had been exposed to anything paranormal, and it still makes me feel on edge. I will eventually write up another post. I have to decide which experience I want to share next. Bruh. But the woman with the knife is what got me. Yeah, the woman with the bloody fucking knife? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So there was something in that house that was not good, and they recognized it, and they got the hell out of that trailer. Okay, so just to clarify, it was a trailer home, right? Yeah. I mean, like... I think my grandmother, when I was younger, lived in one for a short period of time down the shore. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember them being the most spacious thing. So 
this energy must have like taken over the whole place pretty easily because yeah i mean everyone experienced it everyone experienced like pretty much the same things right ow my foot um <laughs> i'm like trying to sit on this chair and it's so uncomfortable you have no idea um but yeah that that is freaky as hell and do you think it was maybe something because the mom turned religious and maybe it's like anti-religious or anti-whatever that their it religion is? Been. I mean, the banner didn't go over well with the ghost, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I thought, like, oh, maybe there's something to do with religion, but at least they're out of yeah. there and they seem no, to be No, and just the thought of the blocks being all, like, the Lincoln logs all over the place, but the blocks were stacked neatly. I mean, that come on, come on. That's like classic poltergeist there. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. Yeah. All right. My last All story. Right. What do you got? Okay. Is titled Demon Lady in White. So this took place of in course. 2001. Of course, because why wouldn't it be? Um, so this took place in 2001 when I was dating my ex-wife. I was at her house in a small town in Indiana and decided to stay the night because it was late. She still lived with her parents and they are old fashioned. So I made a bed on the couch in their living room. The couch was against the wall and positioned as such that I could see down the hallway to my ex's bedroom. Nice positioning, buddy. I began to drift off to sleep. <laughs> I woke up a bit later and saw my ex standing outside her bedroom door looking at me. She was wearing an old-fashioned white nightgown, which I thought was strange, but I didn't know what she wore to bed at that time. She walked down the hallway and stood next to me by the couch. When she looked down at me, her face contorted and became demonic looking, and then she reached out and started choking me. I then oh, woke up and sat straight up gasping for air. I shook it off as a bad dream and went back to sleep. I woke up a second time to see her once again down the hallway by her door in the exact same nightgown. Once again, she came over to me and her face turned demonic and started choking me. I again woke up gasping for air. This time I sat there for a few mulling it over in my mind, but finally decided I was just having a nightmare and that I should just go back to sleep. I laid back down, and again this happened. But this time, she didn't appear normal, just demonic the whole time. The last time oh, no, I oh, right, comforting. this last time I woke up gasping for air. I ran to her room and woke her up, and told her that I wasn't going to go back to her living room because something was trying to kill me. She calmed me down, and I went to sleep in her room. The next day, I described everything to her in detail. She then proceeds to tell me that a woman and her son used to live there, but were killed in a car crash many years ago. She also tells me that her family has all seen a lady in a white nightgown and a small boy in the home. Her family is Catholic, and they had the place cleansed before by a priest. I can still see that demon's face in my memories as clear as that night. Anyway, that's one of my experiences. Wow. I mean, oh. this guy had, like, the classic OG demon in a white nightgown. That is... And, but the fact that this guy let this happen three times before he's like, maybe I should wake someone up because this is just <laughs> not okay. <laughs> Waited three times. Guy logic. Guy logic. And then, but maybe this was a warning from the wife, or a, a warning from this woman being like, well... This is going to be your ex-wife, so maybe you should get out of here sooner than uh, later. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) This is the demonic face you're going to have to wake up to every morning before you get that divorce, buddy. So maybe maybe you should leave. True. 
But uh, no, seriously, um, clearly that's a very traumatizing experience. And it doesn't seem like he ever slept over there, slept over there again. But he also seems to be the only one to see something demonic. Everyone else seemed to just see a lady in white and a son. But I, I don't know. Why is he getting the demonic message? Who knows? Yeah, true. It might have been a fucking warning. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. It's just a warning. Get away from the family. All right, guys. So that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special episode 25. Um, Did you see, Lily, that I posted on the Instagram page about para-unity? Yeah. I, I really hope you guys can come to this. It's in September in New Jersey, our home state. So Lily and I are definitely going to be attending. Uh, we hope that we will meet some of our boo things there. Um, oh my god, that would be so cool! Right? But uh, for those that don't, that aren't familiar with Para Unity, it's a expo for paranormal investigators. I mean, Steve Gonzalez is there, uh, Jason Hawes, Grant Wilson, um, Dave Tango. Uh, what is her name? Amy. What's her name? Uh, Amy Allen. Amy Allen. Uh, I mean. Every single big ghost hunter that you know of, they will be there. Um, And there's all different cool vendors that are paranormal themed. Um, Some, like, different, like, witchcraft stands. And, like, I don't know. Like, just a bunch of really, really cool. It's it's a really cool experience. And everyone there is so nice. Everyone's super accepting and social. Yeah. So, and everyone that you meet that's, like, a celebrity um, in like the paranormal fields are all so down to earth. You would never know that they were like watched by millions every week from their shows. And they were just, so cool. Yeah. I remember walking around with our flyers and we handed one to Steve and he was, and we were like, we have a podcast. And before we could even finish, he was like, I want to be on it. We should ask him when we meet him. We should, we should definitely see if he wants to be on the podcast again. He's yeah. They're so, they're so cool. Yeah. I'm so happy we went last year. And I'm so happy it didn't get canceled for this year. At least it just got postponed. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Um, thank you again for listening. So let's do all the socials. Um, Instagram. Let's do it. Just Coolie Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Our Facebook like page. Just Coolie Things Podcast. Our Facebook private group. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at JustGhoulieThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, Boo Things. Hope you had an awesome Easter, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.